It's shake and bake, and I help. I met her at the Burger King. We fell in the machine. Hey, where's the meat? We have the meat. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. This is Heartburn Honeys with Jason and Stephanie and food. You ate it, Ralph. And Happy New Year, everyone. It is uh, January 1st, 2023. We're sitting in my living room. Uh, This is the day following our previous episode. And uh, we are... Uh, we, we have one more chip from uh, Oliver's visit that we have to try. And this one is ooh, limited time only. Ooh. And it is Lay's Fries and Gravy Potato Chips. Shall we open? Yeah. Chips in the past. They smell good. They smell like a roast bear. <laughs> I have a few here. You take some. <laughs> I'm going to try to eat mm. chips laying like this. Licking. Oh, they taste really good. Mm. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That tastes like the potatoes in the bottom of a pan <laughs> when you make a roast on top of it. Hmm. Yeah, these are good. Hmm. Yeah, these are uh mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they're so flavorful. And they're good looking chips. Yeah, that was, um, boy, that was a descriptive, this has been a description, (laughs) true description of these chips. It's just as loudly eating. I mean, they're good. They're not, honestly, they, they don't taste as salty as plain Lay's chips. They're a little, I think. I think they're saltier, but they've got more depth of flavor. True. That could be. So before this, I did church, which is pretty early, and then music rehearsal, which went late because we're doing this praise song that is like six minutes long. That's not an exaggeration. A six-minute praise song. It's one of those... I hate these. Someone else picked this song. It's it's a praise and worship song, which means it's long. It's not all that melodic. It's just a lot of belting out phrases. <laughs> and the words are very much like, Jesus is my boyfriend. Yeah. It's like, I surrender myself to Jesus. Do what you want with me, Jesus. Uh, it's kind of kinky. Oh, so long. It's like six minutes long. Someone else picked it. She wants to do it. Okay. So, do you remember the 
the South Park episode. I just got rosemary. Oh. Oh, yeah, that South we're, Park episode with Cartman. Yeah. It's like, my God, the, 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 way you, the way you describe the lyrics to this song is like exactly how Cartman was writing songs. Basically taking popular songs and just replacing baby with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great song. It, it doesn't sound like it. But, so here's the beauty of live music. You can arrange it so it sucks less. Um, and we don't know anything about this singer who's going to be doing it. So, um, she's a recommendation, so I'm sure she's got a, you know, a really good voice, which will mean it'll sound good no matter what. And after that, I went to meet my mom, who was doing a, like, guest pastor position mm -hmm. at another church. <laughs> and we went to the Cheesecake Factory, because it was, like, the only place open for, for lunch today, because mm -hmm. it's New Year's Day. Because it's New Year's Day, yeah. They have yeah. a brunch menu. It's bonkers. Just like everything else at the Cheesecake Factory. So they do have some, like, bacon and eggs options. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, some just, like, regular pancakes. But those things are $16. So if you're going to pay $16, you're probably going to get something a little more uh, reheatable. Because... It's the mm -hmm. Cheesecake Factory. You know you're going to walk away with leftovers. <clears throat> so I had jambalaya hash. Okay. So it was potatoes <laughs> and jambalaya, like with rice and everything. Right. With eggs on top. And you know what? It was pretty good. <clears throat> but... Squeaking is Jason trying mm -hmm. to get his shoes on without mm -hmm. untying them. But their portions are huge. And I knew we were coming to your parents for like mm -hmm. a real old person early dinner. So I was like, fine, I'll eat, you know, a quarter of my meal and then box up the rest. Mm -hmm. And then they also bring out bread to the table. <laughs> and you can't say no to bread. I had a little piece of each kind of it. And it was good. And I would say the value for the like the portion size and the quality of the meal was better than I expected. Oh. What did you eat for breakfast? Nothing really. I mean these chips. Well I was picking on stuff. I, I really I didn't feel like making anything. I feel like making eggs and, and ham and stuff. I was like, yeah. I was I was working on something downstairs and like time got away from me. As it does when I'm at my bench. I can't tell you what I was working on though. I don't wanna know. And I, I know you don't. Jason claims there's some kind of surprise for me. And I have hmm rejected all attempts to tell me anything about it because I want to forget about it so that I'm really surprised later. Okay. But what if the surprise is a bomb? You know what? I don't care. <laughs> I'll still be surprised. I'll be extra surprised. 
<sighs> I'm, I'm not saying anything else. So. <laughs> uh, speaking of bombs, we visited Grandma at Life Care. Mm-hmm. And they've got a dossier on her right outside the door. Mm. So when the people come in, they've got some conversational topics. They know some information. Mm-hmm. I don't know who filled it out, but it said that she loves show tunes and has nine cats. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of those things is true. She has nine cats. No. Oh. No, I mean, you know, they, she has They she take has care cats. of the ferals. They do take care of the ferals on the porch. That's true. Mm-hmm. But what I want to do is add to that list. Do it. I couldn't find a pen today, but I was thinking of adding, like, bomb making. Or diamond smuggling. Take take a pen. Leave it with you at oh, all times. Oh, next time I will, yeah. <laughs> I was like, who wrote this list? <laughs> I have two pens here. She didn't even know it was there. Because I was reading facts about her to her, and she's like, what, <laughs> what are you looking at? <laughs> like, didn't you fill this out? Didn't you have someone write this? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And we should probably be heading over. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we shall talk to you again before this episode comes out. But in case we don't, happy snacking, everyone. Later, taters. Alrighty. We're here now in uh, Stephanie's kitchen. It is uh, November 4th, 2023. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yep. And we are uh, getting ready to eat pizza. And salad. And, you know, be... You know, pretend to look like we're healthy or something. I love the crispness of lettuce with the savory, gooey cheesiness of pizza. That's all it is. It's a study in contrasts. It's so philosophical. Yeah, it's not about trying to be healthy or anything. I genuinely enjoy the <laughs> That was a Diet Coke cracking open. Oh. So, how are you? I'm a joy and a delight. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm happy. I'm, you know, this, this year has, uh, you know, so far not sucked. Of course, we're only on the fourth day. So, I don't want to, you know, don't want to jinx it, but, you know, it hasn't sucked yet. I had some weird work stuff crop up. <laughs> um, my company does, you know human resource software, so there's always weird payroll stuff at the end of the year. Right. Even though I personally am not directly in payroll, it trickles down. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Oh, yeah. So, we get to see what she got. Uh, is it one of my favorite things? That is it the most divisive pizza on earth? It sure is. <laughs> It is a Hawaiian pizza. Uh, it's Marco's version. Okay. So it's got chicken on it. Okay. That's, that's, well that's fine me. with me. And then I got a build your own. Hmm. And I did mushrooms. 
red onions, and green olives. Excellent. So yeah, a little <laughs> different. Excellent. Thank you, dear. Beautiful. Yes. A chicken, a Hawaiian chicken pizza. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, there's pineapple on this here pizza. You know what? I'm happy about that. That is a situation. Yeah, that is a that is a debate that I will be on the pro side of forever. And usually I get a Greek salad, but today I get a Caesar. Maybe I was feeling powerful. Did, did you stab the dressing packet 14 times? I did. It's not March, so I'm a little ahead of schedule. Right. At two, Stephanie. Okay, so I'm going to ask an air-headed question. Sure. Caesar was a real dude. Yep. The Roman Empire was a real thing. Mm-hmm. The play, Julius Caesar. Total fabrication, right? Um, probably. Brutus didn't, like, kiss him and then shank him. It wasn't, like, Roman Oz. There was no shower scene. No, I think that was really a, uh... I, I think the Brutus... You know, the, the Brutus uh, kissing him before killing him was an allegory to the Bible. But did you have to read the play? Yes. I remember thinking, like, plays used to be a lot more badass. <laughs> you had Antigone, where she swallows the hot coals, mm -hmm. and then you had the Lysistrata, where the women were sick of the war, so they just decided they were gonna, you know, close the candy shop down. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, modern time marches on, and what do we get? Freaking Arthur Miller. <laughs> The salesman basically whining about his life until he crashes his car because he's lost his mind. And then what do we get? Tennessee Williams. Ugh, Southern Gothic. Everyone's so depressing because they don't have air conditioning. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Like, I get that your family sucks, but you know what? Move on with life. Can't argue with that. Are there any modern plays like like today that would trend? You know, that'll be read in, in English class in in you know four hundred years. Or even fifty years. Well, you say modern, and it's kind of funny because my brain went to Agatha Christie's Mousetrap, which isn't great, but it's fun. You know what's surprisingly good, but is stupid? Hmm. Is Noises Off. It's a play about putting on a play. Mm. In the first half, you see the play from, you know, what the audience sees. In the mm -hmm. second half, you see all the craziness going on behind set, and it's a timing thing. It's so tight. It's so complicated. It's theater for theater. Hmm. And of course you've got musicals. Which are far less pretentious than opera. 
I used to hate reading like Shakespearean plays and stuff because, or really any play, because I can never get past the you know the the speaking cues you know where mm-hmm. you know you have you have Tom colon and then the line. Well, plays are meant to be read out loud. Mm-hmm. So when we were doing open mic Shakespeare, it was shocking how much easier it was to understand and how much funnier it was actually speaking the lines to each other. Mm-hmm. Even if you weren't an actor or a good reader, the plays were so much better. Oh, you know what's... The, well, I guess it's not even modern. It's so old. Uh, Pygmalion. They mm-hmm. made My Fair Lady out of it. That's decent. Vicky and I enjoy going to the theater. It's been a while since I have, and I can't remember the last thing I saw. I don't want to make an assumption, but I'm going to make an assumption. Hmm? The theater is not comfortable for you. Mm -mm. Playhouse, particularly, I'm thinking. None of them. I've been to... uh... I've been to, uh, I think I'll, th- uh, well, the big three, the Ohio, what was it, uh, the Ohio, the state, and, um, yeah, I can't remember the last, uh. They've got that little one where they do theater in the round. Mm-hmm. That's actually more comfortable because the chairs aren't fixed. Is that the Allen? I think that's the Allen, yeah. I don't think I've been there. That one's better. Yeah, the state for sure is bad with the tiny seats. Mm-hmm. Stand up trying to see, for me, trying to see over people's heads. I think the, the Ohio is okay. Um, especially if you get like the back upper mm-hmm. or front. Because the, the back upper is like, um, like the, the it, it's more like, it, it's comfortable. Because I think I saw um, um, Welcome to Night Vale there. Oh, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. I got tired of it. I got. I actually got tired of Welcome to Night Vale. I did too. Out. I had to stop. It got too, got too long. It was like. Mm-hmm. It would have been a good short series. What I would have liked if the, is if they would have like done basically seasons mm-hmm. where you do. A story arc for a season. And then you could refer back to it in the next one, but make it more, you know, I just... I agree completely. That would have changed it for the better. Mm-hmm. It would have been more listenable. It wouldn't have been more of the same. But it just got, yeah, it just got really, it got long. And I was like, okay. And then they did another one, um... They did another uh, series. I can't can't remember the name of it now. Within the Wires, which was great. It was basically like um, like self help tapes. The problem is they broke it. They started doing advertising, and it would. Because it would take you out of the story. and it Because they did it like right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Between side A and side B. And it just, 
it took you out of the, you know, out of the... It should uh, have been just at the beginning or Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this, I mean, it, that would have been perfect. Last theater thing was it was Dear Evan Hansen with Biggie. Mm. There was a lady with the perm directly in front of me, so I sat mm. leaned to mm-hmm. one side the whole time. I still couldn't really see the stage. She had a big head, not her mm. fault. If she'd had a ponytail, I still couldn't see. Like she just done. Mm-hmm. It was just an accident of size. And the chairs in the theater we were in weren't graded enough. They were almost flat. So it was kind of like being on the floor of a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Except that the wrestling show is Dear Evan Hansen, which honestly sucked. <laughs> yeah, that's about uh, suicide, isn't it? Teen suicide. Don't, Don't do, do it. it. Or maybe do it. <laughs> he got famous. The pacing was odd. So they get to this great show-stopping number, like, in the middle of the first act. Mm-hmm. And then it just goes downhill. And at the end, you're like, did anyone really learn any lessons? There's a lot of whining in this. <laughs> I did not care for it. I guess the guy who's doing it on Broadway, too, he was, like, in his 30s. Mm-hmm. Which you will have occasionally in a series. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the cast wasn't, so it was obnoxiously mm. uh, obvious. Or maybe they did a TV show. There was some casting drama mm. with it. But I think that to focus on the casting drama is to detract from the fact that, as a musical, it's shitty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, welcome to Night Vale. I mean, that it was great live. I mean, because it was just basically a mic reading, and that was it. Like, there was no, you know, there there was no action or anything. It's just you know Cecil up on stage reading, and then people would come out, and they would, you know, and it was just, it was fun. Have you ever seen really local theater? Because I think that's better. Mm-mm. So there used to be. Remember that little tiny Italian place, Vento, in Bay mm-hmm. Village? There used to be a playhouse affixed to that. Mm. And my mom was in the orchestra for it. She did Little Shop of Horrors. But they did a ton of other plays, and it was always so much better. Even if it wasn't necessarily the same quality acting or singing, your seat was better. Right. Um, ticket prices were decent. Uh, it's more intimate. And there are really some good local actors doing stuff. And they were doing plays that weren't overhyped. Mm-hmm. So you'd go in with these expectations and you would be blown away because it would always be better right. than you imagined it. So what did I see there that was excellent? Sherlock Holmes. I saw this really cool staging of Sherlock Holmes where they had the set on like a Lazy Susan. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Angela Lansbury in that <laughs> video we watched last night. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not catch, if if you have not, I was gonna say catched. If you have not caught, um, 
twitch.tv slash ecto5. Especially on Tuesday nights, because Stephanie is on there uh, talking about Murder, She Wrote and TV-related, you know, TV mystery-related stuff. Well, for the first uh, five episodes of it, you two were playing uh, the Murder, She Wrote video game. From 2008. Yes. Basically, it was a point-and-click game. Um, and then, last night, you were watching various... Well, you watched the Angela Lansbury... Uh, <clears throat> it was like her, her health and wellness video from 1998. Positive moves. It's something like that, yeah. And it was like... The best part was Patrick getting up oh and actually God. doing it on camera. I was doing them too, but I was lucky enough not to be on camera. <laughs> um, yeah, he uh, he was wearing kind of a Angela Lansbury style sweater, a wig, and some glasses he got from the thrift store that looked like old lady bifocals. I know Patrick doesn't listen to our podcast, but Patrick, you're you're gonna ruin your eyes wearing those things for like the one hour. Every week or two, he wears them. It's fine. Um, yeah, that, that is fun. And then uh, Monday nights, he does uh, Bad Movie Monday. Where you... Now, and here's the thing. and I, I do want to talk to him for Masochist Movie Collective. I think we should talk to him and arrange. And just you and I should, you know, just have a conversation with him about bad movies. Because a lot of people tend, like... I honestly think for a lot of people, you say bad movie and they automatically jump to Sharknado. And it's like, no. Sharknado was a bad movie that was meant to be bad. It was written to be bad. No, these are these are movies that are done in earnest. You know, that these are people's, like, passion projects that just don't go to plan. You know what's fun? Is that sometimes he'll put a movie... On his selection, and mm-hmm. then we watch it, and it turns out to be kind of good. <laughs> and he's man enough to admit it to mm-hmm. be like, you know what, this is kind of a good movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, bad movies are usually, I mean, Canon Films is probably one of the biggest offenders of good theater. Because, uh, <laughs> oh man, have they had some bad ones out there. I love when you see, like, a decent actor in one of these, too. Like, Money Plane. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer. My favorite part is you can see the reflection of the script in his glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just doing this for scale. <laughs> doing this to keep my SAG card. It's so funny. We were watching one and Kevin Sorbo's in it for, like, two minutes. Oh, ruined the entire experience. Well, it was, um... Tom Arnold was in one from Monday. Mm-hmm. It was in the first two minutes. Yes. It was a pointless cameo. And, and he got blowed up. It had nothing to do with the rest of the film. Do you want another piece? Uh, yeah, I think I wanted the Hawaiian. What's that? Another piece of the Hawaiian. It was just kind of startling for me because the last time I saw Tom Arnold was when we were watching that documentary about the guy with the sexy wife. (laughs) You know, in the college. Oh! Oh, um, 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 
And they seduced the guy that they said they were going to buy a business for him and then basically oh, that, screw that, him that, over. That, uh, yeah, the uh, Liberty University scandal. Uh, Jerry Falwell Thank Jr. Thank you. Sorry, I try to erase him from my memory whenever I get a chance. I'm sorry that my description of the documentary was probably not at all descriptive of the documentary. No, it's perfectly descriptive. It's, it's exactly what... It's exactly what's happening in the, in the documentary. And it's a guy. He's got a sexy wife. They really screwed over this kid. And the, I mean, and I hate to say this, but I think they focused too much on the sex part of it. They did the and not enough, sex. And, and not enough on the actual financial crimes that were happening. Or the possibly blanking with students. The mm-hmm. actual crimes that were happening mm-hmm. and not the consensual sex part, which is boring. Well, Liberty's got plenty of that, and that, that will probably end up being a documentary all its own. The, uh, the fact that Liberty University tends to uh, penalize mm-hmm. women, women who come forward to say that they've been raped or sexually assaulted, and Liberty University comes, for, comes out and says... Well, you must have been drinking. Uh, you know, here's here's a fine. The reason that documentary probably focused on the, um, I don't know, kind of dumb guy, mm-hmm. was because they had him. Mm-hmm. That was what they had. And they can't get sued because he has evidence, so it's not slander. Right. So I get that, but it was it's still frustrating to watch that and be like, okay, yeah, they took advantage of this guy. He's not the smartest kid, but like he doesn't deserve this. Knowing that there's so much bigger stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the last place you saw Tom Arnold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so does to go and like how the hell was Tom Arnold even involved in that? I guess he just like has it in mm-hmm. for the Fallwells. Rightly so. He's like, now I'm going to insert myself and internet stalk these people, and now I'm going to be in a documentary. It's like, why is Tom Arnold here? Who called him? Did he call them? Did he finance the documentary? Oh, probably. He's such a weird dude. Well, look who he was married to. By God. That's true. She is not the most stable individual. No. Who would have thought that out of that marriage he would come out looking like the better party? <laughs> oh, lordy. Because <laughs> <sighs> so. in the 90s we would have been like, Tom Arnold. And now in 20, the 2020s we're like, oh, Tom Arnold's kind of having a revival. <laughs> She's on the decline. <clears throat> I don't um, like this parallel universe we're in. Me neither. By the way, it is quarter after six on uh, January 4th, and there is still no Speaker of the House. Um, that's a that, that that's a shout-out for Dave. When you say that, I hear the song Master of the House in my head <laughs> from Les Mis, but it's Speaker of the House. <laughs> I'm Helena Bottom Carter singing it. Um... I'm going to uh, 
I'm going to call up. I'm going to nominate Dave Broadbeck for uh, for Speaker of the House. He has declined to run. Oh, damn. Publicly. I said I would do it. Just give me the damn gavel already. I'm going to make a prediction for 2023. Mm-hmm. Ooh. You know, the rubberneckers mm-hmm. have been making predictions. New prediction just dropped. Tom Arnold resurgence. Twenty twenty three. I don't know. He blew up in that meth trailer. Yeah, but when was that movie? Twenty <laughs> ten. Yeah, I think so. The fashions were super twenty ten. Oh, it was horrible. There was one club top that I swore I owned in like three colors. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I also like how they. There was a hot moment when they tried to make like business wear, like sexy club wear at the same time. <laughs> You saw a lot of that in that movie. So. Oh, yeah. So I'm trying to like limit my chewing because I know this is the this is probably the type of food that because uh, it's it's considerably softer than you know chips. <laughs> Remember how I used to be able to hear Amy chewing or uh, mm. eating yogurt from down the hall? Mm. <laughs> that's that's horrible. It was that soft palate noise. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah. So what else? Anything else? Do we want to just wrap it up here? And I think we should. We're kind of going on a lot of tangents. Yeah. Talk a lot about Tom Arnold. I mean, yeah, another, there's a clip before this. So, you know, we're, we're going long here. So, anyway, folks, uh, from, from us to you, uh, once again, Happy New Year and happy snacking, everyone. Later, taters. <laughs>